The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I hope you are doing well today. I got some stories for you today. I had a uh, an intense weekend, nothing outside of the realm of norm, but it reinforced some valuable lessons related to things like weight loss or improving fitness or getting out of debt or improving any business endeavor, all things that are <laughs> generally along my priority list at this at this phase of life. I had a solo weekend with the kiddos, mostly solo. Chris had a rugby tournament um, a couple hours away. And uh, obviously, I know that is the everyday reality for some parents, but it is not for me. And with 10-month-old twins who are really developmentally more like seven months and a newly two-year-old and chickens and goats and, you know, all of those things, I knew it would be different than being able to split it with somebody else. And it really highlighted some things that I already know that you probably already know, but that most of us need to hear reminders about in terms of what makes us successful with weight loss or what makes us successful with getting in activity or keeping up with our homes or anything like that. Before we get to that, though, for those of you who love my science-y episodes, my more science-based, nerd-out, geeky episodes, this coming Monday, which would be what, 1101, episode 1101, I'm going to be doing an episode all about my experience with a functional medicine doctor. So after the twins were born, I saw a functional medicine doctor as an MD who just looks at the body holistically instead of whereas traditional medicine sometimes focuses on the symptoms and responding to symptoms. A functional medicine doctor is more likely to look at, okay, well, what is causing this and what other symptoms is this impacting and how can we holistically make you healthier versus how do we address this one thing that seems to be off? And the reason I did that is because I don't want to talk about it too much today because we're going to have a whole episode on Monday. The reason I did that is because I knew there would be a lot of inflammation in my body after the stress of pregnancy, but especially after the stress of a C-section and then emotional stress of 
not being sure if our twins were going to survive, and then 93 days in the NICU, trying to heal from a C-section while just navigating a lot of really tough stuff and not sleeping a lot. So I wanted to monitor how my body was healing. And one of the things that we were tracking is C-reactive protein, which is one of the markers of inflammation in our body. It's certainly not the only one, but it's one of the ones that we were looking at and saying, okay, let's add this and see what happens and check again in a few months. And so now I'm about 10 months out from my last C-section, though keep in mind I had three C-sections and four children in less than two and a half years. Uh, And I did not do this after Dagny or after Roman So certainly some of the inflammation and challenges that I was facing were not necessarily from my experience with the twins, but maybe cumulative of all of these things. And the the takeaways and the strategies, I think, apply even if you're not in a childbearing season, if you have inflammation, if you're curious about the work of a functional medicine doctor and the kind of recommendations that they make, I'm going to be going into that on Monday's episode, which will be 1101. I know a lot of you guys really love the science stuff. So that will be a great episode for that. Mark your calendar. Don't miss that one. Share it with your friends. Today, I'm going to give away every Saturday, we give something away. And today, kind of in preparation for Monday's episode, I'm going to give away one of the supplements that has been really instrumental in helping reduce inflammation in my body. And that is Relief Plus. I talk about it all the time because I love it. Um, Actually, recently, we increased how much I'm taking. I was taking like two capsules a day. Now I'm taking three capsules a day. It's completely natural, natural compounds that really help to not silence the body's inflammatory response because inflammation can be a good thing and inflammation can keep us healthy, but to moderate it and make sure it's not in overdrive. So that has been hugely helpful to me. I'm going to give that away. I'll announce the winner at the end of today's episode. You can win by leaving a review of this podcast on whatever platform you listen. And uh, I'll also link up Relief Plus in the show description because I get a lot of questions about like, is this it? I found this on Amazon. And my answer is always like, nope, that's it. Doesn't They don't sell it on Amazon. So I'll put a link and a coupon code in there. I never skip this. It is a huge part personally for me of managing inflammation in my body. But we'll go into all of that in a lot more detail on episode 1101. For now, I want to share with you this experience that I had over the weekend, and I hope you won't miss the lesson because you're like, I'm alone with my kids every day, or I have six kids, you only have three kids, because really, it's not about solo weekend with the kids. It's about what it reminded me about the things that help us create success in our lives in other areas. Obviously, with three kids that are these ages, 10 months, but really developmentally seven months and newly two years old, it's nonstop. Right? Like there was not a single moment from when they woke up where all three of them were asleep. It's like they know, you know, well, if somebody's asleep right now, I should be awake. So between bottles for the twins and meals and snacks for Roe and changing diapers and picking up and playing games and bouncing and rocking and getting to sleep and it was just nonstop. 
And there were a few things I was making some notes to myself throughout the day as of like, I need to remember this because this is so true here. And it is also so true in this other area. And I need to remember it. And the first of those things is stay on top of shit. Stay on top of shit. In the moment, yeah, it is easier to let the dishes pile up and I'll get to them later or grab a clean bottle instead of washing the dirty one because I don't have time. It's easier to just toss the dirty clothes on the floor and you'll pick up later. But what you're doing is you're digging a hole that you later have to climb out of. The mentality of later but not now in weight loss, you know, I'll do better tomorrow. Or in business, I don't need to do it today. I can do it next week. It's not that important. Or in fitness, I'm going to start working out next week or I'll do it later today. It is a trap. It is a trap. And that doesn't mean that I was chasing the kids around with wet wipes and vacuuming constantly throughout the day. I don't operate that way. But it's also not one extreme or another. It's not either you do everything all of the time or you put it all off, right? There is a middle ground of keeping up instead of catching up because catching up takes more time and it takes more energy and it creates more resistance because there's just more to do. It is so much easier to keep up than to catch up. So stop putting off your healthy choices today in favor of tomorrow. Even if it's something silly like the mail pile that just grows and grows and grows and you'll deal with it later and you'll deal with it later. And what could have been a very easy, quick task now feels like something you want to avoid because it's going to take longer. You're creating this, this future debt that's harder to respond to, harder to get out of. So for me, what this looked like staying on top of shit was washing the bottles after the girls finished them instead of just tossing them in the sink for quote unquote later. Throwing the diapers away after I change them because I'm walking to the kitchen where the trash is anyway. Anytime I went into the bathroom, either to get a burp cloth or to use the bathroom or to, you know, any number of things, get Roman's hairbrush, I would switch the laundry and toss in a new load because there's just always, always so much laundry. Stay on top of it. Later and tomorrow, they create unneeded pressure and they make absolutely everything more difficult. That was the first thing. The second thing that really stood out to me is how important it is to focus on small goals Focus on small goals. You better believe that Saturday morning at 6.10 when the kids are starting to wake up, I was thinking to myself like, this is going to be a long couple days. Like we have a lot. <laughs> this, this is going to be a lot. But if I focused instead on like, let's get from here to breakfast and make that great. And then once breakfast is done, like let's get from breakfast to the twins' first nap and let's make that fun and let's have a good attitude for that period and let's do these things in this block of time. It's so much easier. Feeling overwhelmed sucks and it absolutely doesn't do any favors for us in terms of our ability to execute. Focus on small 
goals. So often we want to focus on the 50 pounds we have to lose and that feels so hard and so big or the $100,000 we want to generate in our business or the $20,000 we want to pay off. That feels big. Of course it does. But you don't have to focus on all of that. You can focus on the next two pounds you want to lose. You can focus on the next $200 you want to make or the next $1,000 you want to pay off. You are the one making it feel harder when your focus is too broad. So focus on small goals. The third thing that this lovely weekend with my kiddos reminded me of is how important it is to plan for challenges. Don't let them surprise you. You know that they are coming. Do the work ahead of time so that you are prepared. I knew, for example, that the likelihood of the twins napping when it was time for me to put Roman to bed or down for his nap of the day would be very, very low. So chances are I would be leaving the twins downstairs and their bouncy seats or on the floor to take Roman upstairs to put him down for a nap. And I really don't like feeling like I have to just toss him in his crib and run out because the girls are screaming. So what I did was I put something in place that would buy me the time I wanted so I didn't feel frustrated, I didn't feel rushed, I didn't feel like I was, you know, cutting off Roman's time, not giving him what he needs. So I took their little teether things and I filled them with apple puree and I put them in the freezer and I knew that when it was time to bring Roman up for his nap or when it was time to bring Roman up for bed, I could give those to the girls and that would easily buy me five or 10 minutes of them being happy and distracted because at this age, there's not a lot that makes them happy and distracted (laughs) that I don't have to be present for. So I knew that that was going to be a thing. I knew that that would be a challenge and I can put things in place to respond to that. This is so true in our lives. We don't have to continue to get caught off guard by the birthday party and, oh, we were doing so well, but then it's somebody's birthday and we went out to eat. Have a plan for that, right? You can expect that there's going to be an unexpected bill that comes in the mail, right? You know that it's going to happen. You don't know what it's going to be, but going to be something, whether it's a busted tire or it's an unexpected medical bill or who knows that if that continues to keep catch you off guard, that's your problem. That's your failure to plan. Expect challenges and put things in place. Use your experience to plan for contingencies. Use your experience to give you a step in the direction you want to go instead of feeling like, oh, this thing happened again. It always happens this way. Put something in place so that it goes differently instead of like, oh my gosh, it always happens that the girls are screaming when it's time to bring Roman up for his nap. If that's my attitude of like, of course this happens again. Of course it happens that I have a few great days and then it's somebody's birthday. Or of course it happens that I'm doing really great in my budget and then my tire blows. Of course nothing We have the ability to put things in place so that we are prepared when those things happen. A couple more things that I was reminded of in my solo weekend with my kids while Chris was at his rugby tournament. Have a good attitude. Literally everything is harder when you have a crappy attitude. Everything. Everything is harder when you have a bad attitude. And almost everything gets better with a good attitude. 
work on it. This is something that you can get better at. This is something that I can get better at. This is something that takes practice. Your perspective makes a huge difference. And if you are, woe is me, this sucks. I can't believe it. This is so much hard work. I don't want to do it. I always struggle. You are making it harder with your attitude and you can choose a better attitude. You can choose an attitude of gratefulness. You can choose a sense of humor. You can choose context. You know, in the scheme of life, this is not something that is a problem, that is a crisis, that you have so many options. But know that almost everything gets easier when you have a good attitude. And then the last thing before we give away Relief Plus to somebody who left a review this week. Thank you for listening and thank you for leaving a review. This one's so major. I talk about this in an upcoming episode, actually. Actually, no, I think it was this past Monday's episode. Ask for help. Ask for help. Yeah, most people suck at this. Somebody commented when I was talking about this on Facebook and they were like, it's so hard for me to ask for help. That's okay. It can be hard and you can do it anyway. Hard is not an actual barrier. Hard is a perceived barrier, unless we're talking about something like moving a 700-pound stone. That would be physical. But when something feels hard, that doesn't actually make it so that you can't do it. It just is the feeling you bring with you when you do it. There is no award that goes to the person who struggles in silence alone the most. And, and I talked about this this past Monday, I honestly, genuinely, truly believe that one of the best things we can do to strengthen our relationships is to ask people for help. Not only do people feel really good about themselves when they are of service, but it also says to the people we're in relationships with, the people we're asking for help, it says to them, we have that kind of relationship. You can ask me for help too. You know, if, if I say to my mom, what can I do to help you? And she tells me something and I do it. That is good for my self-esteem. That is good for my confidence. That is good for my self-worth. But also it tells me, hey, this is a safe relationship in which I can be honest about when I need help and what I need help with. And, and we'll do that for each other. When we say like, oh, I don't want to be a burden, what we're saying is I hold the belief that it is burdensome to ask for help. And you better believe that if even if we don't communicate that to other people, they feel it because we never ask them for help. So they're probably not going to ask us for help. And it stonewalls that part of a relationship. It doesn't have to be something huge. You're not asking for help paying your mortgage every week, right? Like you can ask for help. Even in something silly. You know, when, one of the things at this, at this stage of, of my kids' ages and whatnot, I don't like to do things like run to the post office or the grocery store with all three. Because logistically, carrying the two twins or carrying their car seats and Roman, it, it just doesn't work. And I don't want to get out this monster wagon and throw all three of them in there to like spend seven seconds inside the post office. So it's really easy to say like, hey, if you're going to be by the house, I have some things that can go to the post office. Would you drop them by for me? Or if you're going by the house, I'll go to the post office if you want to sit with my kids for 15 minutes. Ask for help, not because you can't do it by yourself, because you probably can. 
Ask for help because people want to help, because it is a healthy thing for relationships to ask each other, and because it's a skill that we all need to build. And it says we have that between us. I know that if I have a friend who says, Elizabeth, can you help me with this? I now know that that door is open And if I need help with something, I think of them. I think of them because they established that with me. I want people to know that I'm the kind of person they can come to when they need help. And they probably won't feel that way if I never ask them. It's not because you can't do it alone. But A, you shouldn't if you don't have to. More importantly, B, it is really good for relationships to have that kind of exchange. So just to recap, stay on top of shit. It's way easier to keep up than catch up. Focus on small goals. If you feel overwhelmed, that is a reflection of your focus and not a reflection of the journey that you're on. Plan for challenges. Stop letting them surprise you. Have a good attitude because a crappy attitude makes almost everything harder. And then ask for help. The winner of Relief Plus is Tiffany L. Gio. Tiffany L. Gio. G-I-O. Email me, Elizabeth, at primalpotential.com. Email me within 60 days of this episode airing. Let me know you were the winner in episode 1100. Include your mailing address, and I will ship Relief Plus out to you. I'll also link it up in the show description because, again, it is my probably my top one or two supplements that I take regularly and do not miss Monday's episode that'll be 1101 all about my journey with a functional medicine doctor what we are doing to bring down the inflammation where it was a few months ago where my C-reactive protein levels are now what we're doing to get them where we want to be in a certain time frame and why I'm going to talk about all of that in 1101 so don't miss that episode We'll see you tomorrow for the Consistency Series. Take care. Summer camp is a magic place where kids discover who they are because they have the freedom to explore on their own. Why Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is a sleepaway camp in the heart of Idaho's wilderness. Each summer, campers make friends, build new skills, and learn to love the outdoors through activities like canoeing, archery, zip lining, rock climbing, campfires, and more. Registration for Y Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is open. Financial assistance is available. Learn more at ycampidaho.org.